0: I have your Christmas present already. I mean, I've got to start saving for it, but I did hear that the new iPhone has pet portrait mode.
1: What's, oh, pet portrait mode. So, oh. I
0: know. So iPhones have portrait mode, which makes the picture look like so professional and awesome. And Jeff Dollar loves taking pictures of his animals.
1: Well, what would the difference be between pet portrait mode and people portrait mode?
0: I would assume it would take the picture faster.
1: Oh, because you got nervous Mm. dogs who are constantly moving or it accounts for long snouts and pointy ears and stuff (laughs) instead of just one round globe of stuff to focus on. There's more depth.
0: And uh, well, I was going to say maybe there's filters, but no.
1: You know what? I appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to the gift. But I have a problem with it because I really take a lot of pride in my pet portraits.
0: You do a great job. I actually think that if this doesn't work out, you have a career in pet photography.
1: Well, I'm good with our dogs. I don't know how I would do with stranger <laughs> dogs or other animals. Um, speaking of other animals, somebody sent me a link to a Facebook Marketplace ad for a hedgehog for sale.
0: Oh, wow for sale.
1: He's being rehomed because the guy who owns him is moving into a small apartment and can't have pets. So for a hundred bucks, you get all of the stuff that comes with him and you get to adopt Aww, the hedgehog.
2: That's so sad.
1: But not for me because they're illegal in Georgia. Womp womp.
0: Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff.
1: This episode is being released on September 11th, and it is the 18th anniversary. If you can believe that, 18 years. Since two planes crashed into the World Trade Center, another into the Pentagon, and a fourth crashed in an open field in, in Pennsylvania when it was uh, hijacked from the hijackers by some very courageous passengers. So uh, hard to believe that it's been 18 years since that happened, but we did not want today's episode to go on without acknowledging that. And we've got something actually pretty special that we're doing in honor of September 11th. We're just doing it as a separate podcast.
0: Yeah, because we didn't want to cut it short um, because it was... It's a really interesting story, and my dad was an executive in the legal department for Delta Airlines on 9-11 and was one of the people in the command center making legal decisions for the airlines. So his perspective is super unique and really interesting. We sat down with him, and it's out now. It's just in another episode, so you can hear it in full.
1: Callie wanted to record him telling the story of that day be just for posterity, just yeah. so so some someday uh, generations down the line the family could hear from his own perspective what they de- what that day sounded like, and we decided to turn that into a podcast. Here's a small sample of it. The whole thing, though, is available as a separate podcast that also got released today.
2: So I unhooked my computer. And as they were filing out of the room, the irony struck me that at the very moment I had that slide up, we were notified of a terrorist attack. So we all have ironic moments in our lives. That remains the most ironic moment of my life,
1: I would have to say. Delta's global headquarters is Atlanta. And I never thought of this until you were sharing a version of this story a few nights ago, but there are offices and and conference rooms and war rooms and situation rooms for any possible scenario, I'm guessing at the Delta complex. And that was where you were summoned to when they say, come to the command center. Is that like, the only thing is I is think- it like
0: a conference room, or is it like? I mean, you guys can see from there every flight that Delta has in the air. Yeah,
2: yeah. so we, I mean, it's been a long time since I was in there, but my recollection is: imagine Apollo thirteen, yeah, yeah, from the movie, yeah, uh, with flight dispatchers sitting at consoles with headsets and yeah. communication with the pilots around the world. And big screens up on the wall showing weather, showing the position of airplanes, and uh, in, a lot of information coming in from a variety of sources.
1: And 99% of the time, I would assume it's, it's pretty mundane in there.
2: Yeah, on a sunny day, it's busy, but it's normal.
1: Right. And obviously, September 11th, 2001 became very not normal very quickly. So uh, we have his entire story up as a separate podcast. And, and we do want to acknowledge, of course, all the people who lost their lives and whose lives were changed forever as a result of both the attacks on that day and uh, everything that has happened since then, wars and, and, and illnesses and, and all, all of that. But uh, there's obviously no way to acknowledge every single one. But we do want to uh, note a couple, one named Paige Farley Hackle. She is from Framingham, Massachusetts, and she was a writer and motivational speaker. And she wanted to launch a radio show in hopes of helping others based on gratitude She had a notebook where every single day she would write down five things that she was grateful for. She had a gratitude journal. This is back in 2001, uh, and her husband donated that notebook to the 9-11 Museum because she was on a flight to Los Angeles to pitch her radio show to radio producers and never made it because it crashed.
0: Oh, I am like...
1: So... Ooh. Yeah, so uh, the uh, the woman's name is Paige, Farley Hackle, so we'll uh, dedicate this episode of the upside to her and we were we are honored to continue her her message of gratitude and and help carry that legacy on.
0: And we also want to do um, this episode thinking today of Christopher Michael Duffy, who is my friend Kara's brother. And he was in one of the world trade towers um, when it collapsed at work. And Kara, we're thinking of you and your family today. Okay. I know.
1: I'm
0: I'm crying.
1: Paige Paige got me. And uh, what's Kara's brother's name?
0: Uh, Christopher, Michael Duffy,
1: Christopher, Michael Duffy, and, and everybody else who, who was impacted, uh, on that horrific day. We're, we're thinking of you and I, we're, we're just, to me, I remember vividly, I was on the radio. Uh, it was our first, I mean, the Burt Show was barely six months old when it happened and I was in the Q100 studios looking, uh, or doing a break about Whitney Houston performing at, at whatever award show was on the night before. I think it was one of the MTV award shows mm-hmm. and our program director at the time called the hotline. And for some reason I answered it like while we were on the air, I, I mean, I turned away from the microphone and I answered it and he said, turn on the news. And we turned on the news just in time to see the second plane hit the towers. And that, that, that moment will forever be burned in my mind. Obviously
0: I was at school. I was in high school and, um, we, my school, the school where I went to is right next to the airport and a lot of, um, Delta kids go to school there. And we, there were rumors just like everybody heard. There was a helicopter. There was a,
1: you know, nobody I, knew what it was. Everybody thought it was like a small plane, <laughs> like, right. But not, you know, like a, like just a small, not even a jet. Like a, right. a small Cessna or whatever they are, right? Because you couldn't comprehend
0: at that point it was enor- incomprehensible
1: the enormity of the hole in the side of the tower when the first one hit. You couldn't wrap your head and around you, it.
0: I mean, I don't think I really understood until we saw the second plane, right? I mean, you can't, you're just like, what is happening? So, I was in high school and we watched in history class, someone brought a TV in and we watched. The news for a little bit, and then they dismissed us to go home. And I remember that people were freaking out because we, um, there are a lot of airline kids, a lot of Delta kids, because my school is next to the airport. And people were freaking out trying to get in touch with their parents who were flying that day.
1: It was 18 years ago that it happened. And anybody who remembers that day as vividly as Callie and I do are going to feel old by the next Couple minutes because Beloit College, I think it's Beloit College or Beloit University, Mm -hmm. it's it's a school. And every year they prepare a list of like 75 facts that professors should know about the incoming group of freshmen. And the first thing on the list this year is that Pearl Harbor, the Kennedy assassination, and 9 11 are all historical events according to these kids. They never knew a world where the Twin Towers existed because it was 18 years ago. Wow. Uh, Some other things that the class of 2023 um, knows that will make us all feel old. uh, The primary use of your mobile phone has always been to take pictures. Weird. They never had a (laughs) sidekick. They never had a razor that took, remember, really, remember, they never appreciated having the perfect lighting to take a semi not grainy picture.
0: Oh, my gosh. Or phones that didn't have cameras at all.
1: Uh, iTunes, they have all outlived iTunes because iTunes no longer exists. Um, Heinous sexually based offenses have always been investigated by the special victims unit on Law & Order. Law and Order is 18 years old, (laughs) which explains why you never run out of episodes.
0: That's true. No matter
1: when and where you're watching, uh, PayPal has always been an option for purchasers. They have witnessed two black secretaries of state, the election of a black president, Disney's first black princess, and the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement. They've always been concerned about catching the West Nile virus. Most of them will rent their textbooks as opposed to buying them.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Either did I, and I wish (laughs) I did when I was in college. Oh my gosh, we spent so
0: much money on textbooks.
1: Wow, textbooks were inappropriately expensive. Uh, There have always been smartwatches. Teams have always been engaged in in an amazing race around the world. Are you ready for this one? Monica and Chandler have always been married
0: weird.
1: So we'll link the entire list online if that right there hasn't made you feel old enough.
0: As you know, by now we have a phone number for your voicemails and I got to admit, I was a little bit skeptical at first of this voicemail, but I've come to love the voicemail because I love hearing your voices and it just really makes me happy. So we're
1: were going to listen to a few. You thought we were going to give the phone number out and nobody would call us and then chef's going to be like
0: in our bedroom, making prank calls to our own
1: phone number, fake voices. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, I just want to say I love Jeff, but Callie's voice is weird. <laughs> this is Debbie in Poughkeepsie. Click. <laughs> hey, Jeff and Callie, it's Nancy from Marietta.
3: And I find myself modifying my behavior to make sure that I get to listen to your podcast within the first 24 hours of it being released. Because I want my listening to count towards your measuring standards, whatever they are. Um, I find myself...
1: Okay, I want to stop her right there because... I, that I think for some reason is a, is a misconception.
0: I know why. I think because we said when we were talking about double the upside that uh. we're counting numbers the first 24 hours, but we just had to, cause podcasting is so different. We just had to pick a cutoff time. Anytime you listen, it counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just had to pick a reference point for when we were going to count the numbers because you have to just say, okay, at this time, we're going to measure it against this time next week. So you can listen literally anytime, anywhere you want, and it counts when you listen.
1: And the way podcasting is measured very differently than, than radio was, so I know some people were Concerned that uh, their their things weren't counting because of where they listened or uh, if they were wearing headphones, all this other stuff, it all counts. It all counts. It all counts. All you have to do is listen and tell your friends to listen. And if you can't listen within the first 24 hours, just make sure you catch up when you can. Yeah. That's it. All right, let's uh, continue this. Um, I find
3: myself invested in your success. I am telling my friends about you. I am posting on the Facebook page asking people uh, to tell their friends about you. And I find I find my own behavior curious. You know, I rationally understand that I don't really know you in person, but I do think of the two of you as my friends. I find myself laughing as though you were in the car with me. And uh, I, I talk back and you'll hear me say a lot of times, yes, yes, that is it, or responding to to whatever conversation you are having as though we were friends sharing uh, a glass of wine Um, in any event i am excited for the upside it does help me on a daily basis to think about what is the upside in every challenge and i wanted to say thank you and i wish you guys the very
0: best i will continue to recruit bye Nancy, we love you.
1: I feel like we should hire her as some sort of ambassador. Yeah,
0: we really should.
1: Yeah, but she's doing all the right things, and we thank you for that, telling your friends and and being in a better mood. That's all we're trying to do with this. It's just trying to remind you that there is a positive to almost any situation. So if we can remind you of that a few times a week and make you smile and laugh the other times, all good.
3: Hey, Jeff and Kelly. I am a junior in high school here in Atlanta. I love your show, and I listen every single morning, and it puts me in positive, good vibes um, to deal with a bunch of struggles that i have going through. One of them is I have a question about: How do I stay positive and optimistic
0: when I have a teacher <laughs> that? very obviously does not like me and wants to do anything she can to make the class very difficult for me and then eventually get me out of class how do i just ignore her i'm having a very hard time with that thanks love you guys here is my experience with that because i totally feel where you're coming from because i have been in your position before and here's what i think I think that your teacher probably has no idea that you feel that way. And teachers, if you make time to talk to them one-on-one are usually pretty cool and actually pretty surprising when you take the time to talk to them about how you feel. So I think that it would be super awesome and really mature of you to ask for like five minutes of your teacher's time and just tell them how you feel. And I think you will be pleasantly surprised with the response that you get,
1: what do you think, Jeff? And here, here's the thing that'll serve two purposes. One, your teacher might be surprised, right, mm-hmm. that that you feel that way, and it might totally change your relationship with that teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, if that teacher is teaching, t- treating you crappier than other students. I'm guessing that she doesn't think that she's doing it, obviously. So the other, the upside of you putting five minutes aside to go talk to her is now you've called her on it. So oh, you don't, I don't,
0: I don't think you, so you don't, <laughs> say, don't no.
1: That. seriously. So you don't say it in a confrontational way. You say, I feel like, right. You don't like me. And then listen to what she has to say, but walk away from that conversation, knowing that whether or not you were right or wrong your attitude's gonna be better the attitude of that teacher around you is going to be better.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, if for some reason that the response that you get is is bad or not what you hoped, that's what you have your parents for and that's what you have guidance counselors for and they can help you. There are a lot of advocates at schools that can help you get to where you want to go. Um and if you have a favorite teacher that you love, maybe if you don't feel comfortable talking to the teacher that you think hates you, go to the teacher you love and ask their advice cuz they know all the teachers at your school so they'll be able to help you kind of like get a little inside scoop on how to best handle it.
1: Boom. You're good at navigating this stuff.
0: (laughs) I was in school. Not as far along (laughs) as you were.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. I just had one teacher back in the schoolhouse on the prairie. (laughs) So, uh, and something else to think about, and I know this is really difficult to wrap your head around when, when you're junior. So what are you, 16. 17. 17. So you're a 16 or 17 year old woman, and it's really hard for you to wrap your head around this at that age. But know that your time around that teacher is such a tiny percentage of your entire existence Mm -hmm. that you can put your head down, suck it up, and get through this semester or this school year. And I promise you, six months after it's gone, it will not be a stress in your, it won't even be a thought in your head.
0: I had a teacher once in middle school that I thought was so mean and everyone, she was known as like the meanest teacher ever. And she wasn't particularly nice to me either. And I went to her after class because I didn't understand one of her homework assignments and she sat down helping with it. I wound up doing super well in the class and she wound up being one of my favorite teachers, even though everyone else hated her.
1: I, yeah. So I, I, that Callie gave great advice. And my advice is how to deal with it if it doesn't. If <laughs> if it doesn't go well, my, because I was, this is going to take us off on a tangent, but it's something that I saw in the Facebook group. Um, if you're not, not a part of our, our Facebook group, it's basically 8,000 really awesome people sharing fun stuff and lifting each other up and being supportive when when other people are having a hard time. It's just, it's cool. And I try to check it out every night last night I was looking at it and I came across a thread of people of a woman who had a tough day at work and she actually cried. Like she went into the back room of her, wherever she worked and she cried. And so many people commented about regularly being so upset at work Mm -hmm. regularly that they cried. Mm -hmm. And I haven't fully crafted in my head how to respond to that. That broke my heart because, on, on average, a work, your career is a third of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And if you are crying over a third of, if you're that upset that you have to excuse yourself to cry or go hide and cry, like that's a big problem. I've cried at work, and and the 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 big thing is that I thought of was how little time in the big picture of your 80 or 90 year life, how little time that job is going to represent. So I haven't fully crafted it yet, but that her message and just, and having those things fresh in my mind, it's going to be something I'm going to talk about next week, but there has, that's unacceptable. That's just not cool.
0: Well, but I think it is a real thing. I mean, I've cried at work before.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to, where,
0: Uh, at my current job and only one person saw, and I was just, I was in the middle of a really hard time in my life and something happened that now would just annoy me, but it upset me so much that I pulled someone that I work with into a conference room and just started bawling uncontrollably. And I think it was like just a combination of like everything that was going on and I was stressed and upset. And that just was like, someone poured one little bit too much water and I just, overflowed, like the whole pot overflowed.
1: I'm talking about the people who are crying every day at work.
0: Yeah. If you're crying every day at work, that's got to be fixed.
1: Yeah. So when I said, so I I don't know what the answer to that is, but it broke my heart when I read it in the Facebook group. So I'm going to, I'm going to think about that and we may address it. One of the episodes next week.
0: You know what the teacher thing reminded me of that we should bring back? Cause I think it's so interesting. Um, a while ago on when I was doing the podcast solo, remember back in the day? Yeah. Um, I asked a question on my Instagram and then answered the question on my podcast and it was a fascinating
1: experiment.
0: And I asked people what their assumptions were of me.
1: So you just left it open-ended and then you either confirmed or corrected the assumption?
0: Yes. And it was a really cool kind of like... So
1: people wouldn't send questions. They would just write, I assume that you...
0: Right. So someone would say, um, one of the ones I got was, I assume you have wealthy parents. I assume you are a natural extrovert. I assume uh, you and Jeff both have divorced parents. So it's all these assumptions that may not be based in any sort of reality, but it's interesting because we all work with people, talk to people, see people online that we just assume that we know things, but it could be totally different. So I like the practice of, Oh wait, I might not know what that person's situation is or whatever. It's just really interesting.
1: So do you want to switch the Q and a segment that we were going to do tomorrow and make it a a segment. If you're cool with (laughs) it. An assumption segment. I didn't know what the other side, an assumption, an A and A segment, an assumption and answer segment.
0: And people can send assumptions Uh,
1: where? They can either send them to us on email, email us through callieandjeff.com, or they can message us on Instagram or any of the social medias or... Uh, they can call 800 434 5454 and say that would be our preferred method. Yeah. And just say what your assumption is and you can identify yourself or not. But but how would they phrase it again? They would just go.
0: I assume you don't like, like cats. Okay. And that's it. And then we'll address the assumptions to the next on the next show. Ah, you almost I, did it. I almost did it. Your radio-ish is. Uh, is, then, is running off on me.
1: Uh, are you doing a good job with your mirror affirmation?
0: I am. I've done it every day. Out loud? Out loud.
1: At three in the morning At or three whatever? three in the
0: morning. And you know what? Even two days in, I feel pretty good. I'm not, I don't feel confident, but it feels good to say it out loud.
1: What did yours say again? Remind me.
0: Mine says I, uh, oh, I am confident in what I create. I am confident in what I create.
1: Okay. Mine was the, was the Kevin Hart version of one. And I'll be totally honest. I have not done, cause I took it down to rewrite it
3: mm-hmm. and I
1: haven't put it back up. Callie taped it to my mirror and then I took it down and I haven't done I did, it. Cause thing. I
0: knew if it wasn't in front of your face that you wouldn't do it. And for the first two days you did. And then you're like, I got to switch it. And then, so you're going to go, I think you should leave this podcast, go write it down and put it on your mirror.
1: Uh, The other, um, the one thing that I have done and the other thing that I'm really proud of is day number two of getting out there and uh, just going for a walk, just getting outside and moving. Good job. Like I'm not running any 5Ks yet or anything like that, but it's the spirit of just do something. Mm -hmm. And and we got a couple messages on, on Instagram of, of people who were going to blow off The one that I remember was a woman who was going to blow off her run Mm -hmm. because she knew that whatever she had to do, six miles or whatever, she knew the heat and that she wasn't feeling great and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm just not going to do it. And because of our episode that we released yesterday, she decided to just do half. And then once she did that half, she actually went a little bit further.
0: And Jeff's thing is... You don't have to do the whole thing that you're putting off because it seems too big. Just do half of it.
1: Just enough. Just do some of it. Like I remember when I was trying to um, start training for the triathlon and stuff, one of the pieces of advice that I was given was get fully dressed for the gym. Like if you have to go to the gym and work out, because I started training like in the winter, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had to go get on a treadmill, because once you take that step, it's easy. It's easier. You just have to start that forward momentum. Mm-hmm. So so to reiterate my point from yesterday is if you want to become a runner and you want to run a 5K, then you don't have to go out tomorrow and run a 5K. Right. Run one half of 1K. Go Mm -hmm. walk 5K, whatever. The time's never going to be perfect to do the whole thing. Just get out there and do something.
0: And there's nobody out there when you walk out of your house to go attempt to run half of a 1K. There's no one out there saying, you didn't do a 5K. Like that's all in your head. So it doesn't matter. No one's going to see if you run a 10th of a mile, and then that's all you can do for the day. Like, no one's going to see that. So what's the downside? There is no downside to doing a little bit.
1: And here's something to um, think about as well. Keep this, this story in mind as you are putting stuff off. I, as recently as last year, justified not going for a run because I said, I'll take up running when I lose 15 pounds. Let me get the diet. There's no, in my head, it was like, well, there's no point in running if I'm just going to eat junk food and put weight on that I'm burning. It was, it doesn't make any sense.
0: But that's what your brain does. And yeah. not your brain, but our brains. That's what they do.
1: So it was self-sabotage to the 10th degree. So anyways, just get out there and and do it. Oh, and yes, now it's time. Uh, Okay, do unless you're driving, do me a favor and close your eyes. Close your eyes. Me, right now. Everybody. Oh, okay. Unless you're driving, imagine right now that you are sitting on the sand. The sun is hot. The beach is quiet. and you're so relaxed. That is what could happen if you win the two night stay at the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. And yeah, I did say spa because they have a beautiful spa there. As a matter of fact, when we were going to Hilton Head, more than one person said, go to the spa because it's glorious.
0: I am like so relaxed right now.
1: You like my spa jams? I
0: do. And I'm proud that you didn't hit accidentally hit the buzzer.
1: I actually deleted the buzzer and the other sound effects <laughs> off the panel. So I Good
0: job. I feel very relaxed right now. So are you gonna then, tell us in a relaxing way how you win the trip?
1: And then after you get off the after you get off, out of the spa you go out to the beach. And it's just our way of saying thank you for listening to The Upside. It's super simple if you want to win.
0: All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to text the word Weston. That's W-E-S-T-I-N to the number 555-888.
1: That's it. That's all you've got to do. Now, a couple things. Uh, One, uh, just remember that standard message and data rates do apply Two, there is only one entry allowed per phone number. Mm -hmm. So Weston to 555-888, once per number. Uh, and three, as Callie pointed out, you probably have to live in the United States to win it.
0: But like you can, I, you, there's nothing preventing you from texting it, but like let's be honest. Like if you're living overseas, maybe probably you wouldn't want this. Cause is there a um, expiration date on it? It's like well, a year or something.
1: Well, the reason you wouldn't want it is because if you live overseas, it's gonna cost you $36 to send that text message. Oh, be a well, lot that's of, true, but
0: you can. So you can try, and then, yeah. sure. So when are we gonna so we'll randomly pick, right? Like we're not looking at names of this. We're just gonna randomly generate.
1: Yeah. We'll let the entries come in. Let's say, let's make it official from the day this is released until 12 noon on Friday, September 13th. Okay. So all the entries received between now, the time that you're hearing this, as long as you're hearing it before noon on September 13th, And noon on September 13th, 2019, we'll go in the drawing and we'll announce the winner on Monday morning's episode on Monday, the 16th. Fun! So, yeah. There is
0: literally no downside to entering in this contest. You could be at the beach hearing this.
1: And thank you very much to the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. They have a cool deal happening right now. If you want, we'll put the promo code in our show notes, but you can get a resort credit and 15% off your stay between now and the middle of October at the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa.
0: Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Do you remember your first cell phone?
1: My, well, I remember I had one that was in a bag. Nice. That, um, uh, for a minute. And then the one that I remember, the first one that I got and thought was really cool was a StarTac. Do you even know what that is?
0: I think my dad had one of those.
1: It was a flip, it flipped (laughs) open, like the bottom folded over the keypad, but it was super thick.
0: Was it a Motorola? Yes. It was huge. Yeah, my dad had two of those and I thought it was so cool and you pulled the antenna out. Yes. I had the Nokia, that you could eventually change the plate on. You remember? Oh, yeah. Like the OG Nokias. Was that,
1: the, was that like the 6850 or something? It was a four, it was a number.
0: I can't the remember, model number, but you it, could get it, the it had snake plates. on it. Do you remember the game Snake? Yes. That was awesome.
1: You were a phone snob though. I remember you talk about like saving your money to get the sidekick the week it came out.
0: I also saved a ridiculous amount of money in college at my I part-time job to get the Motorola Razr. Do you remember how cool that was?
1: But Did you get the pink one?
0: No, well, but I they, was jealous of the people that did.
1: Then you're not cool enough. I had the pink one. You had a pink phone? Yeah, I got it. Um, it actually looked more red, but I got it for free. Uh-huh, with looked so, red? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember it being hot pink. <laughs> Why are you judging me for carrying a pink phone? Because I'm jealous. Yo,
0: Jeff and what
1: up? Hey, listen. Just an observation, seems like 80% of women are the um, posters on that Facebook page. But I guess that's just how, you know, they're from Venus, we're from Mars kind of shit. Anyway, I do like the vibe. It's refreshing. It's good. Um, Felt you the other day, Jeff. That's good for the dudes being a dude's dude. And um, keep it rolling, man. I like it, and
2: uh, I'll help you spread the uh,
3: double the upside, double the
2: upside, double the upside, upside and whatever. Yeah!
3: Hi, Callie and Jeff. I hope you all are having a great day. Um, I have noticed that when people call and leave voicemails, every single
0: child always says their age, and no adults do so, I just wanted to call you let y'all know, my name is Lauren, I live in Midtown, and I am 28 and a half years old. Hope y'all have a great day. Love y'all.
1: Hi, Callie and Jeff. just wanted to tell y'all that I think you are starting to hit your stride with the
0: podcast content. The past few days have been awesome. Really love the different kind of segments that are going on, so I wanted to say thank you for that. Also, to Callie, thanks for the Honest Birdies review. I always thought they kind of looked old ladyish, and that's what kept me from ordering, so you um, confirmed my suspicions, so thanks for that. And then also, I'm an otter, too, which is kind of hysterical. So, yay, Jeff. Anyway, thanks for all you do and for the podcast, and love you guys. Bye. I have to go eat some cat poop.
3: Okay. Bye.